How's it South Africa? And thanks for listening to the country's most downloaded farmers podcast. Welcome to episode 219, powered by Meadow Feeds. I'm your host, Tornamdu. Now, before we kick off with another exciting episode, a special welcome to our Food from Zanzi listeners who are now tuning in from more than 90 different countries from across Africa, Germany, Singapore, the United States, and even Italy. We really strive to set the agricultural news agenda. Now, in this edition, I'd like to give a warm welcome back to the Meadow Feeds team. Farmers really turn to them for more than just feed. And this week's expert is Rieta Gerica, Technical Advisor at Meadow Feeds in KwaZulu-Natal. Our topic? Tail-biting in pigs. Now, pigs, as I understand it, are naturally curious animals. They tend to use their mouths to explore the environment and objects of interest and will unpack tail-biting triggers, prevention and treatment. Welcome back to Farmers Inside Track, Reta. It's absolutely amazing to have you back with us on this platform. So much has happened in your life since we last spoke. I'm so happy just to catch up with you and see how you're doing. How have you been? Hi, Dawn. Thank you so much for having me back. It's really great to be here. Yes, life has been wonderful. Yeah, I got married since we last spoke and things have been really, really good. How's everything on your side? Really great. Thank you so much. I think this year has gone off to a beautiful start and I think it's just so amazing to still be able to, you know, be part of this beautiful sector that we both work in. So I'm very privileged and blessed in that way. So thank you so much for asking. Now we're back with this amazing campaign with Meadow Feeds and I'm lucky enough to have you be the first person to chat to as part of our campaign. And it's always great, you know, getting to know the experts and getting to get their knowledge and share that with our farmers. And today we're talking about tail biting in pigs. So maybe we can just start with an introduction of what is tail biting and then we can take it from there. Thanks, Rita. So pigs are naturally curious animals and they tend to use their mouths when they're exploring their environment and objects of interest. So this behavior is completely harmless if it's properly managed, but the problem is that it can also manifest into the behavioral problem of tail biting. So if a pig is nibbling on its pinmate's tail and it draws blood while tail biting, that natural attraction that pigs have to the smell and the taste of blood can result in a chain reaction amongst the pigs of the group, and then consequently that way the tail biting can spread. So tail biting can be sporadic or it can be chronic, and it's a behavioral problem that you'll most commonly find in your growing pigs. And the problem is that tail biting can result in very large economic losses as of medical treatment expenses, secondary infections, loss and weight gain, carcass condemnations, and then also the death of pigs. Thank you so much for that information. And it's so important, especially for farmers, obviously producing this livestock. Maybe you can tell us more about how it's spread. And is it just from pig to pig? Maybe do a more detailed breakdown in terms of that. Tail biting, it can be triggered. So as I said, while the pig natural behavior is a contributor, there are numerous environmental management and nutritional factors that can trigger the pigs to start with the tail biting. So those include your temperature, ventilation, lighting, stocking density, nutrition, and the tail length. And so where it can often start just from one pig starting on another pen mate, that behavior can quickly spread throughout the pen and then right next door to all the pens inside a house. So these factors that most commonly trigger that tail biting, the first one of those would often be temperature. So your pigs are very sensitive to heat stress because pigs can't sweat. 
and tail biting can be triggered by heat stress pigs. So it's more commonly found during your frequent daily temperature variations, you know, higher temperature, lower again, higher, lower, rather than during consistent temperatures that are outside the pig's thermoneutral zone. So that temperature where they're comfortable in. So variations are your biggest problem. But then another contributing factor is the ventilation. So if you've got good airflow and quality, that's what's important to keep your pig stress-free. But increased humidity and drafts from incorrect ventilation increase that occurrence of tail biting. Next, with your lighting, lights that are too dim or too bright, or then pigs that are subjected to less than six hours of darkness per day. So basically like a winding down period so that they can sleep a bit. That can also cause aggression and tail biting. So the same way that you and I would also become grumpy if we don't have enough darkness for hours of sleep. And another factor that's very, very important is your stocking density. Because when pigs have to compete for their feed and the drinking space, it can result in aggression, fighting, and then consequently increased tail and ear biting. So if you're mixing pigs with poor body weight uniformity within that group, it can increase your tail biting occurrence because your larger pigs will often bully your smaller ones. Another important factor um, with regards to your nutrition, when pigs are challenged by a feed shortage, abrupt changes in diets or inadequate access to quality water and feed they're a lot more prone to tail biting. So feed quality concerns that may contribute to tail biting include inadequate salt and mineral levels, the presence of mycotoxins or nutrient deficiencies in the diet. And then finally, your tail length. Pigs that haven't been tail docked are more susceptible to tail biting. So tail dock is when you're cutting off the, the tail of the pig where, while they're still a piglet. If they're not tail docked, it also encourages the tail biting behavior to manifest. Tail docking to the correct tail length is also a successful preventative measure. Thank you so much for that. I think we've covered a lot of ground in terms of, you know, the triggers and how to possibly prevent this from happening. Now, does it change if you're sort of a small scale to medium farmer and producing on a commercial level? What's the difference, you know, in terms of looking out for tail biting when you're depending on the scale that you're farming? And then maybe you can focus more specifically on how it's dealt with on a commercial level, Aretha. Your tail biting triggers are often the same depending on the scale or between the scales that's small scale, medium scale, commercial farming. A lot of these triggers are the same. So if your pigs are sitting without feed, that'll be the same stress, whether you're a big operation or a small one. Whereas the most important thing is just the attention that you're paying to your own pigs. So for that reason, because a lot of the triggers are the same, a lot of the prevention and treatment methods will also be applied. Whereas with your commercial farming, I think the stocking density can be a bit more of a challenge because that's often a factor that comes into play. So with tail biting being recognized as a global welfare concern for commercial pig production, especially prevention and fast intervention are seen to be vitally important. So it's best to start with proper tail docking of your piglets for prevention methods. So you have to ensure that your pigs have a uniform and correct tail length. Um, so you have to follow your pig breeding company's guidelines on this. And pigs with longer tails than their pen mites can become targets. Also, you've got to add rooting material to your pens. So if you're providing your pigs with alternate objects to chew and to play with, it's been shown to be a successful intervention strategy with your tail biting challenges. That's because it relies on that naturally curious behavior of pigs as a distraction. So then it's a new toy to play with. They're rather going to pay attention to that than to nibble on the closest tail or ear that they can find. So examples of that rooting material will include chains, lick blocks, ropes, uh, garden hoses, tires, uh, swinging water drinkers, and a variety of other objects. 
but that choice of routing material is dependent on how well the, the pigs respond to it on your farm specifically. And it must also be able to withstand frequent use, remain relatively clean, and be available to all pigs in the pen. Another thing is that it's important to practice isolation with affected pigs. So you've got to inf inspect your pigs a minimum of twice daily so that you're able to timely intervene and treat your pigs. You have to move the pigs that are biting tails to a separate pen to prevent the behavior from spreading. Remember, it's not always the larger, more aggressive pigs that are the tail biters. It can also be a sneaky, smaller pig. And another thing, your injured pigs should be moved to a hospital pen and then treated. Then last but not least is your pig feed. You have to ensure the provision of a constant, reliable, and well-balanced feed supply that meets the recommendations of the pig breeding company at all times. So Asset Meadow Feeds is very proud to have a wide variety of high-quality pig feed products, and every batch of feed we produce is measured to ensure that the stringent quality standards are consistently met. Thank you so much for that, Reta. Now, you have you know, mentioned some of the preventative measures as you were talking about the triggers, and so you've highlighted a lot of them. But if you could leave our listeners with just like three top things to look at and look out for when it comes to tail biting as we wrap up the conversation. You've got to minimizing your economic losses and improving pig welfare by efficiently preventing, managing, and treating tail biting is key to a successful and profitable pig farming enterprise. It was such a pleasure to chat to you once again and learn more about tail biting when it comes to pigs. And I'm hoping that we'll definitely unpack it even more and talk more about it. And of course, there is the reference article on Food Film Zanzi for those who'd like to know more about how to deal with it, how to prevent it, and also just operate a successful farm in the long run. So thank you so much for your advice, Reta. Thank you so much to you, Dawn. It was such a pleasure to be here. And anyone can feel free to contact me at reta.gerke at medanatal.co.za if you've got any further questions. Thank you so much for joining me once again, Reta Gerke, technical advisor at Meadow Feeds in Kwazulu Natal. And that's a wrap from me, Dawn Umdu. Our technical producer, Megan van Defend, and the rest of the Food from Zanzi team have an absolutely amazing week. Bye for now. Life in South Africa can be a lot. I mean, scroll through Twitter for a minute and tell me I'm wrong. Thank God for South Africans though, right? We're inspiring, and even on the bad days, we fight back with a smile. That's why I love Food from Zanzi so much. They're not ashamed to celebrate the ordinary unsung heroes who work every day to put food on our nation's tables. Go to foodformzanzi.co.za and never miss an inspiring story.